Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. It's time for another local spotlight. This episode is with the lead singer and songwriter of Empty Atlas. His name's Micah Smith. Uh, we had a great talk with him. It's really one that I had been wanting to record for quite some time. So enjoy the show and check out Empty Atlas. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to Reality Breached. I am your host, co-host, um, Robert Morris. And I am sitting here with the main man, the creator of said show that I just named Drop Reality Breach. You're welcome. <laughs> Sergio Lugo. And we have a special, special guest. Everybody, put your butts in seats until he tells you to stand and sing with him in the melodies of the the powers and the waters of Lake <laughs> Minnetonka. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got Micah from Empty Atlas. Hey guys, how you doing? In the house literally we're in a house <laughs> how you doing man i'm doing great whenever you said um put your butts and i thought you were gonna say together and I was saying, <laughs> is, that, is that normally how that works i don't know but i'm doing well despite that joke sorry put, put your bun- butts in your pants <laughs> together <laughs> put one cheek in one pant <laughs> <laughs> and be ready to um be one with the celestial gods that are empty atlas. The, the pan, oh, the cool. pant god, pant god, the pant, oh. empty atlas, pant god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we've been trying to get you on this for quite a while now. I'm a busy man. No, we're we're all busy men. <laughs> like someone, someone else will come up and say, "Oh, we need to get this person first. We need to get this one first. Like, okay, I'll just keep empty atlas in my back pocket. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here. Love the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yay! Thank uh, so, so I'm wearing one of your t-shirts. Is that is that weird? Uh, yes. Is, am I being weird right now? You should take it off. It'd be way less weird. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's great. I like it. It makes me happy because that's one of those things. It's like it is kind of still rare. Like we we sell a good bit of merchant stuff. Not that's not not trying to brag, but like um, whenever you, it's still rare to see them around the city because it mm-hmm. requires you to like wear them on the day I see you. Mm-hmm. So it's really rad when I'm like, ah, it's in it's in the wild. It's rad. One time I was just driving by Iron Horse Grill and, and there was just a guy and I, I don't remember like meeting him or anything. And I was just like, ah, ah, shirt, shirt. And I yelled out the window and I was like, shirt. And I was like, that was weird. That's the weirdest thing I could have done. Did he like give you the thumbs up? No, he didn't do anything. But it was, I was going too quickly. I wasn't even driving that fast. It just, the amount of time like your brain needs to register, like someone just yelled shirt at you and is referring to your shirt. That's too, it's too long, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's odd. Didn't work for me. Like I would be lying if I told you I put this shirt on not knowing I was going to see you today. That's true. But you purposefully put the shirt yes. on knowing. Well, I still you appreciate it. it. Yes, I, I put it on. I was like, I'm going to see Micah. <laughs> we uh, we keep saying Empty Atlas. What is Empty Atlas? Uh, Empty Atlas is a band I started. Um, it had a different name before, but but kind of officially started in 2014. Um, we put out a double EP of our old music, um, re-released and put out some new music, uh, with that called Anniversary in 2014. And then, um, put out the debut album, uh, Hestia in December 2016. And then, um, at the time that we were recording that and stuff, the group of friends that I've been playing with just weren't able to play or tour anymore. Um, so I was like, shoot, I need to, need to kind of, 
put together a new group and it was really funny because uh our current bass player was my initial like original guitarist moved back here from nashville and was like hey i want to play with somebody again do you like what do you guys have going on And i was like well there you go and then at the cd release show for hestia um my one of my good friends brennan um brennan michael white who's now our lead guitarist came up and just said I want to play guitar for you. And he had no idea that the band was like really kind of like that was the last show with those guys. And then um, only like three shows before we kind of was our, our last show with the last lineup. Um, we played with our drummer, uh, Robert Curry Hansford's last band. And so whenever we were like, hey, I'm just going to find like a, a part time drummer. We're going to kind of feel that out. Um, I put a thing on Facebook and was just like, hey, we're looking for a drummer. We practice like one time with Bobby and was like, this is, this is right. We're good. <laughs> so that's been the lineup since then. So yeah, that was like January, uh, 2017 is when we placed our first show. Like I, I, I imagine, you know, you release an album, you're like, yay, look at this new album. Woohoo. <laughs> and then everyone is like, yeah, I can't support this. Yeah. I, I imagine that's a scary, <clears throat> uh, a scary thing, especially as the principal like guy. Sure. So for like about a year before we, we, put it out we'd already kind of been working on the music and stuff and i had been writing stuff but so the hard part about it is we weren't really playing shows together as a band i think we played like five shows as a band in that full year that we were recording the album they just didn't have the ability our uh, our bass player at the time chris graham was having a baby and our, our yeah, uh those things get in the way oh they do man it's super weird it's hey. like full, full humans man yeah like little yeah. little buddies and then yeah. they grow up to big buddies uh, yeah it's the whole thing <laughs> But, um, if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Well, they may not be your buddy. Oh, that's true. Okay, I see. Grow up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so dark. It may not it's be like, your buddy, but it may be your pal. That's true. It may it not be, be your pal. pal, but it may be your friend. It may be your friend, but not, it may not, not be your, your guy, pal. buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, but no. So um, we they just didn't have the ability to play too much. Uh, they were nice enough to record the album with me, um, and we're just really cool about that. But yeah, whenever I was putting out a record, I was like, this is going to be really difficult if it's just me playing solo. Even, um, Arden Barnett Forever Go, uh, from Ardenland, if you guys don't know, uh, that entertainment group based in Jackson. Um, he was like, Hey, I'd, I'd love to set you guys up with some shows at some point. And I was like, that'd be really terrific. It's just me right now. And he's like, yeah, I really can't help you. And it was, I mean, he just was being honest. He's like, it's hard to book a full band experience and go, here's what we sound like. But imagine just one guy. So like, so it was really tough, but the cool thing is, um, after started playing with the new guys, it really, the sound kind of took on a different thing. Um, it sounds way better than the album does to me. And I'm a big fan of the album. Um, but it's just, it feels really great playing with this group of guys and they're all just really tremendous musicians and wanted to, wanted to kind of take ownership of it too and, and feel like they're part of it and, and put uh, their own spin on things. Brennan's a really incredible guitarist and, and he really he's, is. Dude, he really he's one of the best I've ever met, and he plays with me, and it's rad. Um, but it's been it's been really terrific. And then, um, I mean, everybody's like a musician, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it doesn't feel like I just go here play this thing that I've pre written. It's it's very much like a, a group effort. Whenever I bring kind of like a, a stem to everybody and go, hey, here's the lyrics, here's the melody, here's what I'm generally going to work with, and we work out the dynamics and arrangement together, and it's really fun. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. man, it's been I, great. I know that I uh, I drug a good friend of mine to. One of your shows. You yeah, drugged I mean, a good friend of yours? I drugged a good friend of mine and said, you need to listen to this. Uh, no, I don't know I, if it's a good thing to, to be broadcasting that you <laughs> drug people to go to concerts. <laughs> Sorry? That's usually the reverse. They usually <laughs> get drugged at the concert. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, that's what happened. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk after this. Okay. It wasn't you, by the way. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> You're like, I had to remember. Or would I? Uh, no, I, I, I drug a friend to, to one of your shows and hadn't heard anything, but but I was like, dude, come on. I know you want something to do. Come on. He gets there and he's like, oh, these, these guys play really well together. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's a, for me, that's a weird compliment. Because... You have a show, like I assume that you play. But he's like, yeah, they, like they, like they kind of have their stuff together. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I, I mean, like, that I'm, is, I, I didn't drag you to some, <laughs> you know, nobody. Like it's MTA Atlas, man. But but I mean, you say that, but like, there's tons of everybody's been to a local show, and like one of the biggest compliments somebody can give at a local show is like that sounded tight. Like it sounded like you guys play together, <laughs> which is really funny because it's like, I mean, yeah, we we've been doing this for a while now. Um, but, but I also like, everybody means it well when they say it, like, they're not like, they're not trying to like give a backhanded compliment or anything. Yeah, so, it's, so it's, it's nice, but really weird. like, Hey, yeah. I know that you guys got books, so I know y'all can play, but it's the same <laughs> compliment anyway. You sound great. I like it. I, I mean, I'll take anything, honestly. It's yeah. like if, if you walk away like going, Hey, I really enjoyed that. I'm like, that's awesome. If you walk away being like, wow, that song in particular, like really stuck with me. I'm like, crap. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> like I really, I want, I want that to be the case every time, but I also know that some people just go to a live show just to have a good time. And I'm like, if you can, if you can do that with our stuff, do, do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Delve deep into your mind. This, this is going to be those questions that you all, that, that interviewers always ask. But I'm gonna ask it anyway. Do it. So, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, oh, chocolate every time. Right on. I like this guy. What, all right, what you saying? <laughs> uh, so, who, who or what? Not what. I guess who or what is the principal <laughs> influence on your sound? Please principal me. influence. Um, I grew up on a band called Copeland. Uh, they actually like broke up forever ago and then uh, reformed in like in 2015 i think and and like so it's kind of cool for me because i'm like holy crud like the band that like one of the biggest influences on me i don't think that we sound that much like them um but it was one of those like one of the first time i was i really was like i want to i want to pay attention to lyrics i want that to be part of my identity as a songwriter is that i want every lyric to be something that you can latch on to um I hope that I accomplished that. I, um, but, but yeah, Copeland was like a huge influence on me, but super funny now. Cause it's like, now that they're back together, I don't think we sound that much like them at all, like where they are now, but, but it's kind of rad. Cause I'm like, Oh, cool. It's like, I don't feel like a copy. Like, I don't feel like we're just the, the, yeah. some of our influences or anything. It's been. Yeah. And, 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 and that's kind of a weird thing is everyone initial initially is a sum of their influences. Sure. Yeah. And then as an artist, you grow as you make, music i hope so this is a circle yeah with life i do think um there's there's that whole hard part of it is if you go this is the kind of music we write like if you say we write psychedelic rock or something like that then you kind of go well, hey that's what... sergio's drug thing what? Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no but it like say say you were like aiming for that then it becomes the aim is the point of it for me i i feel like um we can write which I mean, I guess every band I feel like should be like this, but I feel like we can write any song that we want to write. Um, and stylistically, like it's us playing no matter what. And it feels like us playing. Um, so and, like we have, um, we're working on a new record. Um, and, uh, it's going to be, going to be a while on purpose. We're just taking our time with it, but we have a song on there that's kind of blues rocky. Um, but it's also like probably the poppiest song that I've written. 
in a weird way. So it's really, it's really bizarre, but it just, it feels like us still to me. It's, um, I don't know, by the time everybody hears that song, it's, they're probably going to go, yeah, I don't hear any of that. So like, but, but, um, but it's really fun. Cause I, I just get to write whatever I really feel like writing, whatever feels natural, um, to the emotion that I'm trying to convey in the lyrics. Um, and that's, that's the fun part to me is that everything else kind of arrives from the story, from the narrative within that. And, and, and your songs are very heavy on like the narrative and, and storytelling side. Sure. But what are the, what influences that? Man, um, where do the stories come from? I am, I guess for me, it's, um, I, a lot of my songs, it, like, it don't think it's, it's not like a Jack and Diane thing where I'm saying, here's this person and here's this person and they had a special bond <laughs> and like, and here's the song about it. It's, it's always going to be typically at least it's going to be, um, from first person or third person's perspective, but it's going to be, um, or second. Hey, that's also a thing that I do a lot, but, um, it's really about personal, um, development and just, uh, learning from your mistakes and, and trying to kind of become a better person. And a lot of things are, you know, influenced by the people I've met and, and the people I'm around. But, um, like as an example, off of Hestia, there's a song called cold shoulder that, uh, we were playing a show at old tavern in Jackson, like forever ago now, but there was this really, really drunk man, um, who was hitting on my wife and I walked up and I was like, Hey, that's, that's my wife. And he goes, cool. And then literally like pivots away from me and continues talking to my wife. And it was like, Oh man, that was weird. (laughs) But it was one of those, like, it was like that bravado of like, I'm just drunk enough to believe I still got a chance. And like, Uh so, so the narrative kind of arrives. This it's just, it's sort of a sad song actually in a lot of ways. The initial idea was that, but then I, I kind of took it of, uh, the narrative is, basically a, a man kind of starts the night going like I am the greatest and everyone should be interested in me. And as the night kind of wears on, it's that idea of going like, well, what, do, what do I actually have to offer? Like, I feel like I've got something to offer, but are you like, there's gotta be something you're interested in. There's yeah. gotta be something good about me that other people in, and I hope that whenever people hear it, it's not like a feel like you're worthless. I hope it's feeling like there's a, a better way to go about life in a better way to, to like, um, learn from your mistakes and, and to try to be a better person, be the kind of person that, um, that somebody might like and, uh, might be interested in hanging out with. It's, 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 it's like a withering away of confidence. Sure. Based on experience. Very much so. Um, so, yeah, okay. but it, and, and, and not every song is like directly based on a real life thing. Like, um, on Hestia, there's a song called All Right that is about a brother sister relationship. And that one is like, loosely loosely inspired by the fact that my my uh twin sister moved away um because her husband's in army stuff and, and he's all shipped out and stuff right now um but it was whenever she came back home for a visit and so the the narrative is essentially somebody comes back home and is like man everything's changed so much and it's kind of acting like man my life is like so different than what i like what you knew from me um but it's but it's that going like i as long as you're okay as long as you're doing as well as you're pretending to do like I, then I'm happy. Like I, I just want you to be happy and learn and and grow, and um, that's the narrative to me. Um, but again, all this stuff is like very subjective, and somebody may take something totally different from it. I don't know. Yeah, they're like the emotional spectrum of writers, man. Oh uh-huh. yeah, that was a Green Lantern, um, um, the Lantern mythos from DC. Mm-hmm. So if you guys didn't get it, it's fine. I didn't. I didn't get it. But like the Lantern, I'm not a DC guy. The Lantern mythos is like you have will, you have fear, and you have greed, and you have rage, and you have death, and you have life. 
and you have hope. And the way you're writing your music, in my opinion, is that on on that emotional spectrum. I hope so, man. Like that's definitely something I'm trying to accomplish. I don't want anything to be like like I've definitely had people just go like everything you write is so sad, but to me it's really not. Like mm-hmm. I do try to write things. Sad from- is listening to Nickelback. <laughs> Wow. That's sad for everyone. Wow. You had to go there, didn't you? He did. He had to. There was no way around it. Man. Side note, there is a Green Lantern reference on the song House Fire. Nice. Do you Did you notice that before? I did not. It's straight up in the chorus, but I've never had anybody call it out, so I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like... Um, on the okay, yep, there yeah, it is. Yep. On the record, it's, <laughs> yep. I flipped it on purpose just because it's a, it's a, again, it's a narrative choice because I just found it more interesting with the idea flip, flipped because Green Lantern's all about willpower and this is about somebody kind of lacking the willpower to do better for themselves. So mm-hmm. I flipped the, the uh, Green Lantern oath. It's a weird idea that I had that no one else has ever caught on to that's, or cares that's about. That's actually yeah. pretty, pretty genius. The thing is, as soon as <laughs> nope. you said, yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep. Yep. I like doing that. I mean I'm I'm there's tons of wordplay and stuff and everything, but nobody nobody's really listening for that. But I like it anyway. I have a good time with it. Like I enjoy it. I'll... Yeah, yeah. And 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 when you write music, it's like it has to be for, for you first and then for everyone else second. I agree. Like we've we've had lots of talks and stuff where it's like uh especially working with um we we're working on a new single. I told you guys about that, but um, we're working on a new single uh, for this summer called um, Short Fiction, and it's it's a little like poppier just in the melodies and stuff. And so we talked a lot about the song and the way we play it naturally feels one way. We're like, well, we could do the recording like a different thing. It's the single, but it was it was that idea of going like, I don't know, like I still want it to be for us. Like I want us to play it the way that we play it. I want the recording to sound like us mm-hmm. so that you don't go, well, it's a single, so it's supposed to be poppy. They're trying to like market it and stuff, but I don't want to make the decision based on that. I wanted to make the decision based on what's going to be the best for it sound wise. And, and what are we going to feel the most proud of whenever we listen to it and play it? I agree. Marketing yeah. should not determine the sound of a song, but man, it's, it's how you have to make it. Unfortunately, a lot of times I'm, for us i'm like the nice thing is we don't have a record label we're not like nobody's standing over our shoulder saying it has to sound this way or or you've got to put out this many songs or or you know there's some kind of uh, deadline on us to to get something out at a specific time so we're taking our time on the next record um like we've we've already got all the songs written and stuff but really the recording aspect we just want to take our time and want to make it sound exactly like what we want to um so we're doing that that's cool yeah what got you into making music? Man. Um, so I was like, I was playing in like uh, my middle school worship band whenever I was, uh, I lived in Baton Rouge before I came to. Hey, I'm yeah. from Louisiana. What? Hey, oh. Yeah, I lived in Baton Rouge for like six years. Uh-huh. Five and a half, six years, something like that. Uh, and then I started playing bass first was my first instrument. I was just playing uh, in my college worship band and actually only picked up guitar after moving here in freshman year of high school, moved to Brandon. Um, and like, I'd been messing around on guitars and stuff always just cause they're always around the house. My dad's a drummer. Um, but like, I never really grew up playing instruments until I just started doing bass for just cause they, they 
I don't know. It was, I was always interested in music and always like writing pop songs when I was like in first grade. That was <laughs> terrible. No, I, you can't find them. They're gone. Did you write like sad lyrics to Britney Dude. Spears and no, it was more like things, like boys. boys to men style. Like hey. I was writing, I was writing like R and B. Yeah. I was writing kind of like R and B pop when right. I was like, that's I don't know fantastic. what that was about. I don't, I just went through like a period of like, that's what I want to do. But I mean, I was really little. And then, um, and then started getting all, obviously like more into alternative music and stuff as I got older. And then, uh, whenever we moved here and stuff, I was still playing bass, but I started playing around with guitars more just cause I was like, this is really, you can't, I wanted to write music and I was just like, it's hard to write music on bass <laughs> as your primary <laughs> instrument. So I, I really, um, my dad had bought a, uh, an, a Taylor acoustic for my older sister who had been taking lessons and stuff. And he was like, yeah, she's been taking lessons for like three months or something like that. And was like, we got this great new guitar for her. And then she was like, great. I'm not interested in guitar anymore. And then just was like done. And, and it wasn't like, I don't think it was like, ah, I don't like this guitar. I think it just was like, she just lost interest. Like all of a sudden was like, ah, that's a cool guitar. That's, that's how it works. So I was like, Hey, can I have that guitar? And my, and my dad was like, well, okay. How about like you, you start like learning is my grandpa's like old baby Taylor. It was, tiny weird sounding thing but um but uh he was like you you show me that you can like do that and and uh that you care about it enough that you'll stick with it and then i'll I'll see about it and then um i think it was only about two weeks i was playing pretty much every day and trying to write songs every single day for two weeks and he was like you you can have it (laughs) like so and i mean obviously i never stopped playing anything i still that's the tailor i write most of uh my songs to Still oh, have so it. you still write? Yeah, that's, man. That's really cool. It's my guy. I mean, I don't for you know empty atlas stuff. I'm mostly playing electric now, but but in the early days, always, and I still write the songs on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. uh, enough about empty atlas for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Micah. Um, Micah. Who, who is Micah? Uh, from what I can remember, it's me. Oh. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I like this guy. I am. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so uh, I work for a uh, local alternative newspaper, weekly alternative, uh, called Jackson Free Press here in, in the Jackson metro area. I'm the music editor over there, so I write about all kinds of music in the Jackson area and coming through the Jackson area. I really enjoy doing that. And then uh, in my spare time, I actually have been recently helping run sound at my church, uh, Fondren Church in Fondren. Hence the name, and uh, so that's been <laughs> really cool. Convenient name, huh? What's it the is Fondren real Church? Convenient. In it's the Church in Fondren. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't creative. They probably could have. I don't know what they wanted to call it, but I don't know. Over there, church. The church that's over there. Um, it's confusing. But, yeah, it would have been. But um, but no, they uh, they needed help on running sound, so I've been learning to do that recently, and that's been really rad because I've been applying it to our stuff a lot. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was supposed to, but that's what I'm doing with it. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like Once you have knowledge, yeah, everything benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You can apply it to all your life. Yeah. Like yeah, cooking, like, like, you can do regularly. You don't have to just exactly. cook. At a restaurant. True. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like like work taught me how to do all kinds of spreadsheet stuff. Mm-hmm. Spreadsheets. It's not like I get home and I'm like, nope, that's a work thing. <laughs> Although that w- I would do that. I would be like, no, I don't do spreadsheets at home. <laughs> no interest in that. I'm 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 not the most business minded. That's why I'm super pumped. My wife is is the greatest. She's super creative and she actually designed her shirts and stuff and is um is really creative and does like most of our kind of like immediate artwork the um the art for 
the Hestia album cover. It's actually a tattoo artist named Asia Sanders, but Gina did all the layouts for it. And it was Asia Sanders. Asia Sanders. I know. She's I, a legend, man. I do. Do I know her? I almost bet you do, because uh, Asia is really an incredible. Um, she yeah, she was nice enough to do the artwork for us, and literally like, which no, you know, she was just doing us a favor. But she was like, hey, if you make a make a shirt out of it, give me a shirt. That'll be the that'll be the payment. Which we, you know, she was just helping us out because we had no money. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but but it's dude, it's my favorite album art work ever, and it's on our album, and I like that a lot. That's awesome. But um. But yeah, Gina does does our shirt designs and, and did our website and all kinds of stuff, and she's she's really rad. But she's also the business minded one. So as mm-hmm. creative as she is, she's the one who's like, "Hey, like here's how we live and eat and you know <laughs> stay alive." Yeah. But yeah, that's that's cool. And then uh, and then you know, just in terms of like other stuff, I like movies and comics and the things you guys talk about on the show. I like all that stuff. Hey guys, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends Clarence and Kyle over at Discussing Comics. Uh, It's a recently launched Mississippi-based podcast uh, where two guys talk about comics. Uh, Whether that's comic book movies, comic book interviews uh, with creators, or talking about comics themselves. If it was ever a comic, there's a good chance Kyle has some sort of knowledge or trivia behind it. Check it out. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play. It's on Stitcher. It's on any place that you can find podcasts. It's Discussing Comics. Uh, Also check out their other podcasts, Discussing Who and Discussing Trek, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. Now, back to Micah of Empty Atlas. Okay, well then I have to. I then I have to pull this out. Have you y'all seen the Infinity War? The, like the new Infinity yes, War? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I watched it again Let's talk today. About this while I'm sober. I watched. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself from watching it six times. Oh, dude! And I, That's and how I many actually, times I've watched it. That's funny. Cause yeah. I literally watched it six. You were like, now, if you watched it six times, we had to pray. I think four. <laughs> I think I'm on four. Realistic. I watched okay. now. I will say I've watched two like trailer breakdowns. So I guess six total. <laughs> actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's pretty funny. I, but, I, 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 now you see this him. This him means this him. Like, like, it was like, probably useless, but I was like, "Ooh!" I've been trying to get my son to watch the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and I don't know why he's just—he's like, I, "I don't want to do that. I don't oh. want to do that." You know, what he, they're like made? Oh, dude! I, I was like, "He's like, I just like playing the games, Dad." Okay, like, okay. my mind would have been blown if like would, which Iron Man came out whenever we were, you know, we were like teenagers Ooh, and stuff. Yeah. How old? But yeah, I was I'm totally, totally a teenager, right? No, no, we're how, not teenagers. Yeah. No, when Iron did Man it come came out? out like oh seven. Oh man, no, okay. Oh nine. Okay. okay, then. It was 08, technically. Oh, so it was eight, about oh, to nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that, that's when we were younger and stuff. Not that young, but, but like. Oh, I was stupid. But like, think about. <laughs> oh man. Like, I used to go rent the Captain America movie uh-huh. on VHS, mm-hmm. the really terrible one that has like 50,000 cuts in every fight scene because they're like, all right, he can't do any action scenes. He can't, uh, he can't even throw a shield. So it was like, ha, 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 cuts, 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 <laughs> so that you can't tell what's happening on purpose. That's how you do a fight scene. Um, but that was the best movie to me when I was a kid because I was like, it's Captain America and he's on, on the TV now. Oh, wow. Yeah, like kids are spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm telling yes. you. I remember when the Hulk had the jump oh. in slow motion. <laughs> Sounded like the Bionic Man still. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's really just a hop. Yeah. And and now kids these days can literally look at their dad and say, I don't want to watch those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when that movie, when, when that trailer came out, oh. I was like, Luke, come here! You're- come here! And I made him stand in front of my computer and watch the whole thing. And then afterwards he was like, 
That was neat. Yeah, and then it is neat. No, man, no idea. I'm the pleasure it is for us to watch these type of movies. Now. You aren't kidding, dude. I, but okay, here's what's funny. Go back and like just go like just type in like list of '90s movies. You will be surprised at the things that got greenlit and stuff. I don't know how they made movies back then, but somebody was just throwing money at things. Like yeah. I don't know who was doing it, but no one made sense of it. Just gonna blame Ted Turner. Well, yeah, every, Ted Turner. Everything made money. <laughs> money. It's true because you know you didn't have other ways to go see movies. It's or, also, also true. To watch movies. It was either rent a movie at Blockbuster or go take a chance. Oh, <laughs> on some dumb rom com. Rom com <laughs> starring. No. What's his name? A the dumb British, British guy. I don't think so. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's here. Yeah. Terribly sorry. That's the best <laughs> Hugh Grant I can do. Sorry. Those, I apologize. Those early, those early Michael Keaton Batman movies weren't bad. No, man. I like those. Yeah, no, those were good. They were good. They're, 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 the other people, though. Yeah. George Clooney <laughs> one. Was he the Batman with I'm the Batman. Although Velcom were also, yeah. Velcom had I will say this. His was legit. I loved Batman Forever. Batman, I, I loved that movie. I don't care what anybody says. Is I that know the one with the Riddler? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jim Carrey Car- played a good Riddler. I, really, I, think so. I hate that I like that movie so much. I, I, I do like too, it, man. But it's, I, not, it's not even a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I'm proud of that movie. I loved that, dude. I had the trading cards, mm-hmm. whatever reason they had trading cards for that. Because <laughs> it was the 90s. Everything had yeah, trading cards. And Pogs. When they had the- Pogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my Pogs. <laughs> when they had the um, attraction at Six Flags, mm-hmm. Batman Forever. Yep. They had the attraction. My uh, my parents took me, and I remember this. My mom bought me the globe thing shaker. Yeah, thing as Batman was like sliding across because Mr. <laughs> yeah. Freeze like froze the ground or whatever. Yeah. And I broke the first one, and I cried. <laughs> oh and no! My mom took me back inside and bought me another one. I still have it to this day. Oh, That's wow. right. It's in it's at it's in my office at work to That's let me awesome. know that I used to have a good childhood. <laughs> okay, so. I will say but this. I was still a dumb shit. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you can that's... be a have a good childhood and you know, that's fine. You can do that. Um so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just I mean you don't have to be like you can be like a terrible kid and be like, Yeah, my childhood was good and I grew up and I'm like an adult now. Like I feel yeah. you. Yeah. I can see Michael right now. Good childhood. Good childhood. Good childhood. Not you. <laughs> I don't Not know why you. that kid. You but, um, no, okay, I think there is, like, a forgotten, wonderful moment in Batman Forever that everybody needs to remember, and I'm this is my platform to do this. Okay, um, okay. So, there's a scene where Two-Face is about to, like, he's like, okay, here's a bomb, and we're at, like, a carnival slash uh, circus that's just bananas. And he's like, he's like, okay, bring me Batman. And he's, like, Bruce stands up and goes, Harvey, I'm Batman! But the crowd's yelling so much that no one hears him. I think that's brilliant because it's the one time you're like, yeah, I would totally buy that he would like, he would do like, if it means everyone lives, like I, I'll say I'm Batman if it means no one dies for it, yeah. but no one hears it. And I think that's <laughs> terrific. But, but everybody like forgets that or I've heard somebody make fun of it. Like that was so stupid. I'm like, no, that's brilliant to me. I think, yeah. I think it's, Is that like, you, I think it's kind of terrific. Right. That is a great scene. It's remember, a very, do you guys remember the Batman video game? Yes. The, on, which, on which one? Um, Are you talking on, about Batman on, Forever on, on Batman Forever? Yes, because I had uh, Sega Saturn, and I played the heck out of some. Sega Saturn. Yes, oh, I did, wow. sir. Yes, I did. Wow, I was cool. I thought you <laughs> no said one you played had a great it. Childhood, but well, that was <laughs> oh. that, that was also another Batman animated series video game mm-hmm. that came out. 
I'm telling you, man. And I played the crap out of that game. And the best part of that game was when you had to jump off the bridge and catch the 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 person falling. But I can never get past the Batmobile chase. Can never get past it. I don't know if I played this one, man. I thought yeah, I, I, I thought I did. I played the heck out of. There was like a Mad Hatter one. That was a Batman animated series game on Genesis, maybe. I don't remember the the. I don't. It's the thing. I don't remember. I I want to say it was. It had to be PlayStation. This is good because I was. This is good podcast when no one remembers. <laughs> We're like, yeah, it's like it had to be. There were those video I'm, games that we played. Yeah, you remember that time that Sega? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember? Yeah. Well, oh, on the Infinity War trailer, though. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, wait, 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 wait. No, we're gonna come back to that. Okay, we'll come okay. back to that. You, you point out this great scene in mm-hmm. Batman Forever, which is a fantastic scene. I think so. You also have to remember that that movie has a scene. Where Two Face goes to flip a coin, and Batman magically pulls a handful of coins out of thin air. No, it's the Bat coins. He's got a Bat coin purse. He's got a Bat coin purse. He he, he's prepared for anything. He's Batman. All in the air. Yeah, you're right. Although I do really love. There's a part where he he somehow has uh, Two Face's coin, and he's like, "You're forgetting something. Your coin and whatever." And he's like. I suppose you're right, Bruce. And he has like this moment of clarity that I think is so good. I'm telling you, there's like moments of that movie that you just got to go back and revisit as an individual moment and go, okay, that's really terrific. Because he's like, I've always been a man of two minds. And he has like this really terrific monologue that I'm like, that's rad. My favorite part was when the Riddler, played by the great Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. was like, who's Batman? I'm the Batman. And he's just like <laughs> slapping his, uh, oh, yeah. Dude, I laughed so his, hard his uh, coat or whatever. What's it called? The restraining coat. Straight jacket, and he's just like flapping the straight jacket. I was like, "Oh my god, I won't forever remember this." Mm -hmm. Orange hair, that's great, man. Top three performance of Jim Carrey, easy, easily top one. There's never (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. Top one, only Jim Carrey. The only Jim Carrey. I don't think he was in the other ones. He was the master. No, that was Matt Damon. No, that's definitely Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) What about Eternal Sunshine? No, that was Matt too. That was Matt Damon too. What about Matt Damon's just a really good actor. Uh, <laughs> he's a good actor but some of his stuff no he like chooses mad be quiet yeah <laughs> okay so yes. Infinity War trailer I, I told myself I wasn't gonna watch it cause I was like alright I'm already gonna see the movie I saw the first trailer and I was like alright that's I mean it's a good trailer for sure mm-hmm. but I was like I'm good I'm, I know I'm gonna see it and it's come out soon I have no interest in watching it I Saw it came up and clicked it immediately and did not even question it. And I was like, I have to see it. And I didn't, there was no thought process. I was like, this is normal. I'm not watching it. It's what you do. No willpower. But it did, it did get me super pumped. It's been a while since I saw a trailer that I, like for a movie I already was like pumped to go to where I was like, I'm more excited now. It's, that was great. After the first trailer, I was like, hmm, that was really good. I'm really pumped, mm-hmm. not knowing that I could get more pumped yeah. after watching the second one because that second one is so good. <laughs> it's good. So good. It really is. Now I, I'm going to put this out there. I think the hype from Black Panther helped with that trailer. Oh yeah. I don't know because Black Panther isn't in it that much. But he's he's going to be in the movie a lot. Well, I know he's going to be in the movie a lot. But, but they're, not in the trailer but, a lot. No, but they we know they're in Wakanda. Oh no, no. yeah, yeah. We know they're in Wakanda. So it's like, is it Avengers: Infinity War? Is it? 
Avengers, Black Panther, and all his friends. Avengers, starring Black Panther and his friends. Yeah. Oh man, I I, I had a friend, my, the, our sports guy, um, mm-hmm. Jarius, on Facebook said, "Man, <laughs> that trailer for Black Panther and Friends looks great." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I wondered how many, like if they, after the success, they were like. They're like, I think this is going to be like bigger than we thought it was, and they're like, guys, this was bigger than we thought it was. Yeah. Like, you remember those scenes no we were going to cut? You got to put them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there was no way they expected it to make more money than oh. the Avengers. Dude, There's it's still no the way. top movie yeah. right now. We went and saw. We went yeah. and saw the new Tomb Raider. I'm sorry. I like it. Really? I did. I thought. I she, thought it was fun, man. That trailer, man, looked like she almost. She. It looked just like the video game. Yeah. Oh, duh. Like, like, yeah. I, I love owned the new. in that trailer. I'm like. She does in the movie a lot. They did a really good job of like making you go like it feel you feel like whoa that's like it's pretty intense. But um, I I actually enjoyed it. Like it's not the greatest movie of all time, but like just go into it going like I want to see an action film. It's okay. it's like ten times better than a National Treasure, and people saw those. Like I think it's no, just well, that's that, a low bar. No, no, no. I just mean like if you're going like okay, adventure film that's like in the Indiana Jones vein is what I mean okay. by that. All right. Like all right. But, like, people saw that and didn't act like it was the worst film ever. People are talking negatively about this because they're like, did it break the video game curse? And I'm like, you're basically saying, is it the best film ever and also based on a video game? No, it's not. It's, you know what I mean? Like, again, that's, a, again, another low bar. To be the greatest video game movie ever. And No, no, no. But I, I would say this is probably the best video game movie. Really? I think so, but that again, low bar. It's easy to do that. <laughs> so like so I like Warcraft, combat. okay. Like parts of Warcraft were not great. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I loved Warcraft. I, I liked a lot of it. Really? I, I liked all of the orc stuff. Everybody mm-hmm. orc stuff. It's just the humans that I just was like, you could get rid of little yeah. little warlock man who didn't matter at all. Yeah, it's like the humans. The humans part was just boring, but the yeah. warlocks had really good stories. No, that was perfect. That really all was great. Yeah, it's like. Damn. It's just very clear that they spent more time on that than they spent on the humans. Oh, yeah, and we're like, most what definitely. Are we, what do we do? It's like, I liked it. You no. may not like it, but I liked it. Uh, no, I no, liked it. You say the word orc, and I start breaking out in hives. So. That's, I don't well, maybe Melkor got a hold of you, man. You never know. Do I? Maybe Melkor got a hold of you. Melkor. That's token stuff. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I'll. Nah, sure. just, yeah, let's just keep going with the interview. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part in the trailer? If oh, man. Um, you know what? <sighs> I think I'm going to have to be, like, kind of basic on it and choose, like, the the scene where Captain America is, like, holding back Thanos' hand Mm -hmm. hand whenever he's got the gauntlet and you see two Infinity Stones. We don't know which ones. Nobody knows yet. No, it was the purple and the blue. It was purple and blue, but we don't know which, what means what Power and space. Well, in the comics, but they've talked about, like, eh, we don't know which ones mean which yet. Mm -hmm. Because actually in... I thought the Guardians one was the Power Stone. No, the power one they said was the one from Thor two. The the, the uh, red one, the red mm-hmm. one. The but then, I, but then I heard that was yeah the ether, ether, ether. ether? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then I heard that was space, and I don't. Which I think the blue one's space. But again, mm-hmm. we don't know yet. They'll probably like fudge and go. Eh. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're all stone. they're all very generic things. Other than the green stone is very clearly mm-hmm. you know the guy, the time stone. The time stone. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, they use the I have Agamotto for time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the nerdiest conversation I've had in a long time. I love it. <laughs> um, no, but like, but that was kind of perfect to me because you know he's about to get smashed to death. But, but like, but like, it was really, really great to see like just him putting all of his effort into holding back one punch as if that's going to stop anything. It was, well, that's who Captain America is. It was, a, yeah, yeah. To me, that the, 
again, like one of the one of the best moments of any Marvel movie to me is is him standing up and doing the callback to I could do this all day, standing up to a bully no matter what. Like that's what this is, and that mm-hmm. scene is just a oh such a good good moment. Yeah. What about you, Robert? What is your favorite scene in that trailer? Thanos talking about balance. Yeah. Okay. That was my favorite part. Wow. Thanos is Thanos and the Black Order are the people that mm-hmm. I'm focusing on. Because you know, it's almost it's almost like a heist movie, amped up to the celestial degree. <laughs> wow! So it's like oceans, cosmic. Okay, I, I just like it because like it, you because it's not going. I don't know if you read the Infinity, the original. Comic. Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet. I never read Infinity War or mm-hmm. whatever. I think it was just called the Infinity Watch. It's the Infinity Watch after that when okay. they when they when Adam Warlock delves out the stones to you know gotcha. call them and then but before I read the, that yeah. was Thanos' quest when he went and got the, the how he got the gems or whatever. From yeah, I read I read the original Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. which is super funny story on that one. Is that was like one of the first comics I ever read. Really? Yeah. So I found <laughs> we were at a Hudson's and oh, my mom okay. was like that's like a dollar for like three of these so i was like okay mm-hmm. and then i got three and it was just three uh issues from infinity gauntlet i want to say there was like six in total so after i read those first three i was like i gotta get all of this mm-hmm. and so like i went and I was like my mom took me to a comic store for the first time to get the rest of infinity gauntlet and i mean of course it'd been out for a long time at that point but that's like what got me into comics it's one of the best. Crazy. My favorite story, and then after that is probably probably Annihilation Wave, which I never read Annihilation Wave, which is kind of funny because like Nova is one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. I never, I just never read it. I don't know why, just didn't didn't do it. It's good. It's a long read, but it's mm-hmm. good. It's they'll delve into it at some point. Sure, but um, I like the fact that Thanos was actually talking about balance, so we kind of get a motive of what what he wants to do. Yeah, I hope I hope it's a straight up call to. You know, I don't know if that's a spoiler if it happens, but but his love of death, yeah, and literally wanting to bring an absolute balance where fifty percent of people are dead, and mm-hmm. you know, leaving fifty percent alive. Because he says it like, like once I'm done, that. half of your half of the humans will still be here. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm dumb. I don't understand the the, the significance of half. So in, the, in it just seems like an arbitrary number to me. It is to an extent. Uh-huh. Um, so in in the comics and stuff, it, if I'm remembering correctly. It's he's so he's literally got a love for death, the, the embodiment, embodiment of, of death. death. Yeah. Okay. I and that. um and uh he's basically convinces her. Okay, you need to help me get the Infinity Stones in order to bring absolute balance because she wants balance and is like you're a death bringer basically. So you can do that. He falls in love with her through that because he's like, great, you're death and I like death. That's perfect. And then, <laughs> and so she like opens the door for him to essentially begin collecting them. He ends up collecting them all. Going like, well, once I'm powerful enough, I can do whatever I want, and then she'll have to love me, essentially. Um, and then whenever he's like, look at all the power I've got, she's very unimpressed because she didn't ask him to do that. So Mephisto, who is basically the Marvel equivalent of the devil, is like, hey, you know, she asked you to do this one thing, so maybe you should do that. And he's like, great, I'll, I'll do that, and literally cuts it in half. With the snap of his fingers. Mm-hmm. He cut it in half, and then yeah. he built a fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's rad. The shrine was rad. I, he built her like this huge shrine. Let me say something. Uh oh, Mitch's death isn't is is an ass. <laughs> yeah. All she had to do was say thank you. Technically, he did what she yeah. said. 
But the fact that he became more powerful than her, she felt as if there was no balance in, in their relationship. Mm, I I think it was that I don't think she's capable of love. I don't think she loves she loves Deadpool, and that's why Thanos oh, cursed yeah, Deadpool. They did do that later in the years, and that's why Deadpool could never visit. The, they did it later in the comics. Later in the for comics, fun. down the street. <laughs> I'm making an arrow here on a piece of paper. Deadpool, under Mistress Death, fell in love with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool fell in love with Mr. Death. Thanos was like, no, 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 no. Not in my house. <laughs> so he cursed Deadpool. I don't know how he did it. Thanos, just, just let that, let that, he's been God like six times. <laughs> he cursed Deadpool with um, immortality like he already didn't have it. Yeah. So he cannot die, period. So he can never be with Mr. Death. Yeah. The pettiest thing you can do to a person. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? I don't think you guys have already talked about this, but Peter Dinklage is now confirmed to be in the movie, but we don't know what he's doing. In this movie? Yes. I thought he was in four. No, he's confirmed to be in this movie. He's on the current poster. Oh, no. Peter Dinklage is? Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Yeah. Peter What Dinklage? is he going to be? He's on the poster? Oh, yeah, his name. His name. He oh. is going to be Pip. Oh, whoa. Pip yes. Troll. That's a great... Okay. You told I didn't. Why did I not think of that? That's perfect. I thought he's got such a good voice. I that have he the should Infinity be Gauntlet. If you, yeah, want, yeah, if you yeah, want to, yeah, read you should it. read it. It's I terrific. Should probably read it. You should That's probably. so good. I, you don't have to. I'm not gonna read until afterwards. It's not gonna be a spoiler. They're gonna have to make so many changes. Yeah, nothing's nothing spoiled. Trust yeah. me. Who's that? Who's that really short-looking, floating troll thing? Pip. Pip the troll. No, that's not him. That's not him. <laughs> different. Okay. Guy. Different guy. Yoshi. He was. No, he was in a. He was in a Marvel versus Capcom game. Is it Puck? Oh, you talking about um? Are you talking about the dude that's nothing but a head? Yeah. Are you talking uh, about Modok? Uh, Modok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it murder? Or something? They, yeah, they did a reference to Modok already in the in the movies mm-hmm. though. Uh, in Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. make Arnim Zola become essentially Modok. Mm-hmm. I think is the is is what they're going for. I mean, I think they were combining him. As, although I now I'm questioning myself. Never mind. <laughs> Take it all back. Are you talking about the computer? Yeah. That they, well, because he visited? used to be, you know, Arnim Zola used to be like a head inside of a computer screen body. Mm-hmm. But but I think they were going for like a, this is MODOK and him kind of combined. But maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. MODOK. MODOK. It stood for something. It's murder or something. Murder, death, kill. No, it's like, it's really funny. It's what really, it's like machine for. only designed. Aim kill? I don't know. It's it's okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, let's see, mechanized organism designed only yeah. for killing. Yeah, <laughs> that is the metalest name ever. Yes, and that's my is, band name now. <laughs> and he is horrible at said um, title. Mm-hmm. I was gonna put that out there, but um, going back to what we were talking about with the this, this Infinity trailer, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Uh oh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When is it Corbus Glaive mm-hmm. that had Doctor Strange up and then Doctor Strange was about to yell and he put his finger over his No, that's Ebony know, Maw, I believe. Ebony Maw. Yeah. Ebony Maw. Yeah. Ebony I, I get them mixed up. Yeah, they they kinda they kinda look the same. Yeah, a little bit. So and Ebony Maw looked at Doctor monsters. Strange and was like shh In the comics, Ebony Maw is literally up there with Doctor Strange in uh, in Magic, so I'm really excited to see how that's going to turn out. Curious. And who do you think? Um, 
Oh, by the way, Sergio Lugo, I was right. Everybody <laughs> in that ship died. Did you see all the bodies when Thanos, when um they did the trailer with Loki, Loki and Thor and all them was in was in the ship? Did no. you see all the bodies in the back? I didn't. I wasn't looking at the back. Yeah, I was because mm-hmm. I, I I remembered our conversation. And I told you that all those Asgardians in that shit was going to so die. Oh, yeah. Asgard is like a thing in the past now. It's just Thor and Loki just chilling. In the it's thing. done. But you notice in the end of the, I'm going to throw a little, little, little theory out there. I'm going to throw it, see if you catch okay. it. You notice that in the last Guardians, when Thor hit their ship, uh-huh. where was he at? That was not in the last Guardians. In, it, was the, it was the one before that. No, it was that was in a trailer. That was in, that was in a trailer. Yes. That was in a trailer. I, I I'll admit to that. Are oh, you talking about when trailer. he's forging his new hammer? Before that, hmm, before Rocket took him to because um, it's going to be Rocket and all this. But when he hit the ship, mm-hmm. uh, initially hit the ship, where was he at? In space. He was floating. In space. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Loki has what? The Tesseract, the space gem. Yes. Okay. That was not Thor that Thanos had by the head. That was Loki. That was Heimdall. Heimdall? That's a theory that I heard, and I'm like, yo, I can mm. I can dig that. Because Loki blasted Thor away from the ship to get out of here. Then he disguised Heimdall as Thor and had and and just, you know, because they I mean where where are they gonna go? They're on a ship. Only one person can really get the hell out of there so Loki did that to save his own ass and his brother's mm. ass <laughs> and then handed Th- uh, Thanos to Cube because Thanos above all else if you serve Thanos you have to deliver mm. and if you and Loki has been working for Thanos since for quite a long time for quite a long yes. time yeah. yes remember that time he was on earth remember and he killed a lot of people <laughs> uh, yeah and then, and then he we were like yeah it's okay you're cool. Yeah, you're cool now. You can hang out with the nice guys now. <laughs> Help me, my okay. brother. Okay. Catch him. Well, my favorite part of the trailer was the end. Like, the absolute end when when uh, Spider-Man's all like, Oh, oh that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is something I've never really considered, like, in the context of this. is Like, I mean, everybody's, like, Doctor Strange has been around forever. But I've never really considered, like, everybody's like, all right, I'm Iron Man, and I'm Captain America, and I'm Black Widow, and I'm Doctor Strange, and I'm like, but that's your actual name. <laughs> and you're a doctor. It totally is literally your thing. That's what you are. It's like if, yeah, I, yeah. if I was just went by Mr. Smith, you'd be like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know what would be funny? Not funny, but I, let's, let's, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in what y'all uh, would think. Um, new superheroes. Do you have? Do you guys have any idea of any new superheroes in this movie or the next one? Oh, I don't think they can introduce anybody new. Not in this one. Not in this one. Oh, you know what? I, here's what I'll say. Maybe like they did at the end of Civil War, where they were like, "Hey, here's your new team." Maybe we can have like somebody new at the very end, or even a reference just in the background of like a major fight on Earth. Maybe where somebody's like fighting. You're like, "What the heck? That's that guy." Maybe. Maybe that. Nah, <gasps> that's not really the MCU's like. Like Probably they, not. They don't really do that. Now, no, they want now, time now, to introduce. Now DC. Oh yeah. Just throwing a bunch of Green Lanterns on screen. I was pumped. Fun. I don't care. That you was know. fun. But I don't think no. no. Whoever played Sinestro in that Green Lantern movie did a hell of a job. Mark I Strong. Mark Strong. Yeah, he dude, plays he's good. Damn good Sinestro. They need he's to bring good. him back if they make. And Michael movie. Clark Duncan was a good Kilowog. Yes, I was he pumped was. about his casting. I was like, well, I wish the movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
hate Blake um, Lively though. Pip the Troll. Pimp. I just thought about it. Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll is going to show them. It's going to show because I bet you, I bet you a water bottle that Pip the <laughs> Troll knows Rocket Raccoon somehow. That wouldn't surprise me. And then they're going to take <laughs> Thor to the get. Uru metal to make a new hammer. Yeah. And it's gonna be Stormbreaker. See, I I mean, they're definitely gonna go make a new Okay. They're gonna go make Carl a new right hammer. Right, gonna be pissed. No, no, <laughs> you're I think you're right. right. You're always right. <laughs> but I kinda wanted but now I'm super pumped about that idea. I wanted Peter Dinklage to be the voice of Ebony Maw, because mm-hmm. he's got that really like eloquent voice that I was like, that'd just be great. But at the same time I'm like I didn't even think about that. Yeah, dude, but if he's Piff the Troll, I'm gonna be way more excited if he's just like mm-hmm. yeah, ah. If I actually see Peter Dinklage, that's way more interesting. Have them oh, like man. in a bar. Oh, and the other part when Star Lord is basically telling Iron Man's idea oh, was yes. bad. <laughs> Star Lord being Star Lord yes. is what that was. It's like, it, how's it feel? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, to this point, the greatest villain in Marvel movies is Iron Man. Like I, I think it's really funny that there's finally going to be a movie where all three characters that are exactly the same mm-hmm. will be together. Iron Man, Star Lord, and Doctor Strange. Is it oh, going to be man. weird that all your quip dudes are like all in the same room just, though? Just quipping at each other. Just yeah, the quip guys, including Spider Man. Spider Man's the other quippy guy. Yeah. And they're yeah. all on the same team. Yep. Yeah. Because because here's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to have Space Team and you're going to have Earth Team, and Space Team's going to be doing their deal, and then Earth Team's doing their deal. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I think it's. I think they have to. Yeah, yeah, you can't have them all fighting at the same time. Maybe in four you could, but or like you know the. Next, yeah, whatever. I don't know what I call it. Uh, four, I guess technically well, Avengers Four. It doesn't have yeah. a name yet. No, so it's it's Avengers Four. Yeah, Avengers. We don't we don't care anymore. You're gonna come by. You're gonna see the movie anyway. What if they name it the, that? The, ru- <laughs> the rumor is that it's uh, Infinity Gauntlet. That's gonna be the name of it. Sure, but why would they hide that? The part two of Infinity. Yeah. Oh. I don't want him to call. Thanos it that. needs to get all the gems. Oh, he has to. Yeah, I'm gonna be pissed if he if they do all this crap ever since 2008 and he never gets all these gems. I'm gonna be pissed. This is gonna be comic books all over again. I don't need this. <laughs> okay, okay. Important, probably the most important question I'm gonna ask: Who dies? Oh man, Captain America. Okay, so, okay. And here's what I, I want: as much as I love Bucky. I don't want him to be Cap in the movies. I would really like Falcon to get to take his place because they have the best connection in terms of like just on screen where you're like, that dude's been through literally everything with you at this point. Mm-hmm. I want Falcon to get to be Cap really bad, especially because like Anthony Mackie hasn't got to do that much. Like let that dude be Cap. <laughs> um, he's really good. He is really good. And um, I think you're going to have Iron Man die in four. I don't think he's going to die this time. I think he's got to be the ultimate sacrifice. Although they already did it in the first Avengers, so that kind of cheapens it a little bit. But he's got to almost. Right? Don't you think? I, I don't know. Cause I don't... He, because the whole thing has been like building up to the consequences for everything he's done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And partially these are par- part of the consequences of what he's done still. I think it's got to end with Iron Man going like, alright, I'm giving... Or, or he becomes old man mentor guy. Like I'm gonna become, <laughs> teach you oh, to he, be he the. He could become Zuri's. Um, he could become Zuri's AI and just be knocked Ooh. unconscious. Because you did see in the in the trailer that Zuri had the Iron Man specs up in her in her mm. lap. It's possible. It's possible. You saying. think she's in the Iron? Uh, what's Zuri. The, uh, Zuri. The the Hulkbuster armor. She's no. not in the Hulkbuster. Now she's definitely in the lab telling people what to do. I think so. She's too. the smartest person in that whole movie. Okay. Question. Hands down. Zuri 
Riri Williams. That's what I was thinking. I've never. Why Zuri have I never? Riri yeah, Williams? that wouldn't Zuri surprise Williams? me. They just did it with MJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. really sad that her her numbers in in the comics aren't doing well. Hmm. I think they're going to end up reverting um, Tony if they're not haven't already done it. I'm just looking. Well, up. yeah, they, they, they'll do what they they always do is you know diversity. It's like, oh, we'll bring the white dude back, but. Riri will mm-hmm. be around somewhere. Well, now it's like, thing. yo, this whole black ass made all this moaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of the money. Yeah. All of the money. They definitely had all of black Hollywood in that movie besides like three actors. And that's Denzel. Denzel's. Um, you know, his agent was probably like, why weren't you in that? Yeah. Why, well, why, why didn't we get you in there? Because Denzel says, because I am top billing. Yeah. Every time. Regardless. Yeah. And that's even if he, like, what if he's playing a character named Top Billing? Yes. He's t- t- <laughs> Denzel. I'm Denzel. Top Billing. Denzel would never play a character. Denzel is Top, top billing. billing Esquire. <laughs> top Billing. I, I really want to see that movie. Um, but, what I was going to say, rather oh, uh, Dying. Mm. Um, I think the people who are going to die, I don't think Cap's going to die. Mm. I think Thanos is going to look at Cap and because Thanos always always had a respect for Cap. Sure. I don't think they're going to emulate that in the movies because they haven't really, you know, communicated with each other. And we don't know. That could be a part of the, you know, how Marvel likes to do shit. How they. <laughs> they do like to yeah, do shit. <laughs> you know how they, they do shit. They'll put this scene in the movie and it's like, oh, this is going to happen. And then you watch the movie yeah, and it's and totally out, different. Yeah. Especially the Russo they, brothers. Yeah. They love oh, yeah. doing that stuff. Or it's not even in the movie. It's mm-hmm. in the cutscenes or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that scene they made for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I think it's going to be something really traumatic. And by really traumatic, I'm thinking... Say this, y'all don't judge me. <laughs> but I think Spider-Man's going to get the deal. And they're going to bring him back with the time jump. Ooh, I hope... And you need a death that's going to be like, damn, if yeah. Iron Man dies, I'm like, all right, whatever. His contract's up anyway. <laughs> then it's like, if if uh, Captain America dies, you uh, was a rogue for a while. You're not on everybody's good side to begin with. T'Challa can't die. True. Doctor Strange can't die. Doctor Strange Ant-Man can't, can't die. die. Ant-Man can't die. Ant-Man's hardly going to be Black his. Widow He's needs the, her he own. He can die, that'd be useless. <laughs> like, that if they cancel his movie. Yeah. 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 Black Widow can't die. Plus, I'm really excited well, the fact they finally fucking making her a movie. That's not announced yet. They, it's announced. It's not. Announced. I'm announcing it right now on this black <laughs> table with these black mics. <laughs> well, mine's is blue. That's what happened. <laughs> That'll happen to their eyes if they don't make this Black Widow movie. Um, and the other part, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a couple, and I think the second one's gonna be Vision. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Vision and Thor. Mm-hmm. He's almost gotta die. Some people have been just theorizing his gym's going to get knocked off, and then then so Thanos has to get it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, ooh, but, ooh, like he dropped his contact or something? Yeah, but I don't like that idea. I'm like, I like the idea more that he's just going to go, whoop, and here you go, because it's a robot, and who cares? And he's just like, eh, rip off his head, take the thing. That would be way more brutal, and we'd be like, what have you done? Yeah, like mm-hmm. like v- Vision's character is trivi- trivial enough. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was Ebony Maul staff, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That gotcha. was prying the gym off his head. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Sergio. My yeah. bad. So, so I, Vision, I think he's. I think he's. He, I think he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thor dies because he has nothing left to live for. 
mm-hmm. if if all of Asgard is gone, like, you can't get rid of your heavyweight like that. Here's I think, what, here's what I think Thor is the most powerful person they have now. I, mean, I think yeah, so. He is, but I think that's why he has to die. You think Thanos is just going to let him chill if he's the strongest? Yeah, because he's in space. I also think he can't die. This is going out of the actual movie, but they just had success with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that's true. So they finally <laughs> figured that out. You know good and well they're trying to figure out how to do it. Like a follow-up, it'll be like, okay, same kind of thing. We'll do that again. Yeah. Oh, that was such a Guardians good. Thor 2. <laughs> and and it's it's really cool because it was an is a nod and the trailer was a nod to the comics because Iron Man was with the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. for for a while yeah. mm-hmm. in space pretty recently pretty recently doing space things with space women <laughs> he was doing space things with space women yeah he was, he was, he was Captain Kirking it up he was Captain Kirking it up like for real he probably <laughs> has fine ship probably has a space disease in his space space, space. <laughs> okay. Oh, space no. gonorrhea. Space, oh, no. space gonorrhea. You can't just put space in front of it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yes, you can. Makes it better if you just put space in front. What's wrong with you? I got space syphilis. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like really, really worse. I hate that my episode of Local Spotlight is the one where you said space, space syphilis. syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get let's get back on back on topic. You're good. Uh, Empty Atlas. Yes. What you got coming up? So, um, I'm sorry. You're, you're going to change your name to uh, your, your band name to Mr. Smith, right? Yeah, Mr. Smith and the So and Sos. Um, <laughs> we're a oh very God. hard to find band. Um, <laughs> you're like, what? Where are they? Uh, so and So. There's a band. There's a band that uh, used to be in Baton Rouge called Free Beer. Nice. So that every time I was like, you guys, this is the worst. <laughs> it's a really funny idea, though. Tonight, free beer. Like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's all show up and then be disappointed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, the next big show for us, um, we're playing a lot, you know, uh, summer and everything. We haven't announced too much yet. Uh, next big show that we have announced, uh, we'll be playing in Starkville for the Cotton District Arts Festival. Um, so catch us there if you're in Stark, Vegas. Uh, as the kids call it, um, but we'll be playing that, and that'll be really fun. Um, got some other stuff coming up, but we'll be announcing it soon. Just find us; it's emptyatlas.com. Uh, we're always like updating it when shows come out and stuff. So yeah, we'll cool. be around. Well, where can people follow you? Even though you just said it. Well, you know the website <laughs> is one thing, but if you want to follow us in other ways, we mm-hmm. uh, Instagram um, and Facebook are two best ones. We have a Twitter, and I hate it. And uh, so don't do that because I don't like that Twitter. That seems to be the the general consensus when people try to upload their stuff. I just is, I have a Twitter, but I don't know how to use it. It's well, I just don't like. It's no good to me. Like I I can just go like we'll be here. I'm like, but you already saw that on Instagram. So mm-hmm. like I just we do uh, Instagram and Facebook are the ones. But um, but yeah, our, our, you know we've got a newsletter and stuff uh, where we do like any kind of special news. So go to the website and check that out if you don't mind. But also. Instagram because we we like followers because it's always impressive when you go look at this number go higher and higher. I like I imagine that has a lot to do with it. Like I I'm really anal about our likes and stuff mm. on Facebook. So like every time I pass a milestone, I'm like I text Robert like Robert, we did a thing. We're at two hundred, bro. <laughs> We're doing a thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does. It's as silly as it is. Like now, it, it does make a difference. Like there's a legitimacy. 
to 800 that wasn't there when you were at 500. There's That's a legitimate, true. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it sucks that that matters at all. But like when you pass the the thousand mark is when people go, oh, it's like a band, like an actual band. <laughs> so if we can reach that soon, that'd be terrific. Um, I wish that didn't matter. <laughs> but um, everyone who hears this, go like Empty Atlas if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, do it. And actually like Empty Atlas because they're good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you can find the record um. Uh, anywhere Hestia is on Spotify and iTunes and uh, Apple Music and uh, it's probably in the cloud because I don't understand the cloud. I think it's on Google Play too. I bet it is. I think it I is. I believe it. Um, it's on Amazon. Know that. And then uh, yeah, we're we're working on a new album. I'll tell you what it's called. Um, got the single coming out this summer called Short Fiction, and eventually that will likely appear on our next uh, full length record. It's called Kairos. Kairos. Yeah. Uh, this is the next um, album out of the series because uh, the first album's Hestia, and the next album's called Kairos, which is named after the Greek god of opportunity. Oh. So that'll be the next one. Is all about um, yeah. For for lack of a better word, there's like a lot of a lot of things that go into it, but the album's kind of centers on the idea of of chasing opportunity as opposed to. Um, kind of worrying about the people in your life instead but it's happier than that sounds sad but it's but no there's a there, hopefully there's lots of good stuff in there for you you make a sharon happy i hate it sharon wow i think he's terrible Whoa. okay let's let's get into this real quick yeah okay yeah i, think, I got it. i got another i think Come he on. forgets how words work mm-hmm. i legitimately do okay <laughs> okay think about think about this there's a song nerd. called Lego House. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nothing to do with Lego houses at all. That's and true. It, and it, it doesn't totally connect as a metaphor, obviously. Um, no, it does Because it's like... Okay, a better example from that same song, though. It says, paint you by numbers. That's known as like a lazy way to paint. And you're like, eh, I did a paint by numbers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm lazily going to paint you, my person I assumedly love, uh... I'm going to paint you lazily, and then if things go right, we can frame it, and I'll put you on a wall. That metaphor just got lost instantly. It, that's the same line. It's the same line. And he already was like, what were you talking about? No, no, no. I'll put you on a wall. It doesn't make sense. And and there's like a whole song that that is like his more popular one. That, okay, so like, sing. No oh, one listens to oh, the lyrics. That's a, that's not, it's that's nonsensical. Not, it's not, it's not good yeah, song, it's yeah. it literally is just a bunch of words together, and it's like here's a story that kind of makes sense, but then it was like, and then we were hanging at a hotel, and her room's next to me, and then she slept with a guy, and I'm like, wait, so she slept with a guy? Wait, that's a different that's a different song. No, it's the same that's one. A, that's a different song. Handed me a bottle of tequila. I said you keep her from just I don't know. It's all nonsense. It's really stupid. Hands me a bottle of tequila just from this one small act of kindness I'm in. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. I'm telling you, though, this dude's terrible. You just got to pay attention to the lyrics. It's really bad. He he just doesn't make sense. And the things he says, sometimes they're like, sure, like you've said a word. Good job. You said a sentence that is a sentence. I'm telling you, it's it's really bad. I, I don't have any examples in front of me, but it's like, you got to just look up the lyrics and go, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's just that no one cares. That's true. Like, so many people don't care if lyrics make sense. Yeah. You know? I have more of a hatred for the band Train. Whoa. Can I tell you about the band Train? Yes. Okay. Here's here's the one that, that, like, just to give you an example. They had a a single that was, well, pretty successful um, that he says the phrase, 
I swear to you, I'll be there for you. This is not a drive-by. Hence the name of the song. I'm just a shy guy looking for a two-ply hefty bag to hold my love. I'm looking for you a two-ply trash bag to hold my love. So he's homeless? Yeah, I don't know what he is, but he called a woman a trash bag, and he's like, you're a trash bag to hold my love. That's a love song he wrote. Well, he met the one, but he got Febreze. Yeah, he and he also got the, he got the tooth ply, so it's yeah. a real good trash yeah, bag to hold my love. Yeah. Also, what's a trash bag to hold my love? What does that mean? He, I, I don't know. It's garbage, and it was a nothing. huge hit for them. Man, I'm nothing. telling you, they've got, and they, that's just like this the most amazing. popular terrible one. They've got really bad ones that like, if you get further on in their albums and look up the lyrics, you're like, wow, you didn't try anymore. You're done. There's one called like American Girl. I don't, I don't even remember uh, it. Okay. Yeah. That it's bad. garbage. <laughs> I, that's, that band is like one that I'm like, we got to start paying attention to lyrics because you're letting stuff go through that we shouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, that's my rant on wow. Train and Ed Sheeran. Well, <laughs> I like both train and that's, that's fine. Like what you want. I'm I'm not telling you like hey, you can't look, like them. You can't judge me. I like Coldplay. That's okay. I like Coldplay. Uh, both of you, uh. dude. I like Cold. I don't like everything Coldplay, but I think X and Y is really good. X I and think, Y is amazing. I think um like solidly a really great popular album. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, the one that was like after X and Y. It's got Viva La Vida. Viva, yeah. Um, yeah, Viva, Viva La Vida, Vida was like really terrific, and you're like, wow, that's like a it's like a sleeper, like really terrific album, start mm-hmm. to finish. I'm telling you, yeah, it's good. Cemeteries of London, shot. man. Yeah, Cemeteries of London. That's my favorite joint. All right, Forty Two is also good. Forty Two is great. Great. Let me sing it to you. Nope. Too late. Nope. Hey man, sleep singer. All right. Well, that'll do it for the reality show spotlight. Uh, I, I, I guess follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Um, subscribe, like us, follow us. Um, if you are not doing anything, go on iTunes. We just uh, got a new iTunes feed with all of our spotlights on there. How about you give us a good old subscribe pound on the website that is iTunes. Can you dig it? And for Sergio Lugo, for the man, the myth, the soon-to-be legend, Micah, Lee Singer. I knew you weren't talking about me. I thought he was. (laughs) was You're a legend and a myth? I was not. Oh, wait, actually, you were a myth, but you weren't a legend yet. (laughs) Right, right. Yes. Yes. A myth. I I will explain that, my my theory (laughs) in those. Anyway, and for Robert Morris, this has been Reality Breached. You've been breached, baby. Woo-hoo. Oh, listen to Black Pocket. And listen to Black Pocket. After that, you've been breached. <laughs>
There you'll also find our local spotlights and the newly launched Black Pocket Podcast.